Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks underwear and t-shirts are super soft any new ideas maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy wait what i got it bombas absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness because one purchased equals one donated wow did we just write an ad yes bombas big comfort for everyone go to bombas.com slash acast and use code acast for 20 percent off your first purchase ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, hi, hello, and welcome to another brand new episode of Don't Blame Me, your absolute favorite advice podcast where we, two stunning, gorgeous supermodels with wonderful personalities, change your life for the better or for the better than better. Or for the slightly less than better, but the title in itself is Don't Blame Me. So if we fuck up your life, that is actually truly none of our business. But we would like you to tell us about it. It's not our fault. It's not our fault. Yeah. It might be our business, but it's not our fault. It's not our fault. We're no, you not can't hold at it. Fault. I'm Melissa Diamondmont, and that is Megan Deep Throat Rinks. You know, 
What can I say? That is my government name. (laughs) (laughs) And if you want to know why, first of all, keep being curious, keep asking questions. And also you can join our Patreon because when you (laughs) you look at me, you'll have to watch the exact part where that was. It'll make more sense um, unless they just like go and see a video of me on Patreon. They go, yeah, this bitch is a deep throater. She's got a yeasty throat. Disgusting and itchy. And why would you wish that upon me? <laughs> why would you do that? Why would you wish that upon me? That terrifies me. <gasps> because you went and told this story to that boy. Oh, yeah. But I saw that you were posting about how your allergies, and I know you don't read your Instagram messages, even though I've sent you about 20 in the last oh, two days. Let me go look. <laughs> Maybe. But you're talking about how your allergies are worse than they've been. Yeah. And these last two weeks are apparently the heaviest for allergies of the year. And I keep getting, and I know this because I keep getting ads on TikTok (laughs) telling me to go get tested for asthma. And I'm like, I don't need you coming for me, okay? I literally was talking to Mata's parents this weekend about how you need to go get tested for asthma. (laughs) I was like, most of definitely is asthma. And I don't even know what the context of the story was. It was something, I don't know. But I was like, well, most of definitely is asthma. So every time I've opened TikTok the last two weeks, it says that. And I'm glad because they're not fucking wrong. You have I told asthma. You, I told you my game plan. And you know, I'm here for a game plan and I'm totally fine with it. I appreciate the news thing that you send me. I did see it immediately because I swear I, I don't have an alert on my phone to give me notifications about um, the entity involving a green ogre in a swamp. But I am such a huge fan that my algorithm knows and serves it up to me. I sent it to Moz and I said, I want to get married here. <laughs> I haven't been hearing about the allergy thing too. I saw it on, I saw a subreddit post where someone's like in LA, they're like, or, what the fuck is up with these allergies? Is it just me? And everyone's like, no. And then Moz's mom was saying it this past weekend. And I was like, cool, not just me. I have been getting recommendations. People said, if I've been on my Claritin game for a while, it's time to switch it up. And I'm also going to get some local honey. Well, I already have that. But I do go a week or two without my Claritin, so I'm not taking it every day. I need to. I know. Anyways, what is this show? This show is where we give advice. And I think from what you just heard, you're like, yeah, I want to hear these, these people have to say. They sound like they give wonderful, amazing, fantastic advice. And to that, I would say, you would be fucking correct. So what we lack in credentials, we make up for in. Oh, opinions. With capital O. O opinions. So um, there are multiple ways that you can participate in the show. We do our classic voicemails. You call us or you send us a voice memo. Let us know what's happening in your life. Tell us the whole story. Give us your age, your pronouns if you would like. Give us all the important details. Write it all down. Practice a couple times. Make sure it's under three minutes. Read it out loud. You don't have to perform it. But, you know, if you want to perform it, you can perform it. And then um, we will give you the best possible advice that we can. Or if writing is more your vibe, you're more of a scribe, you're more of an author, you can write it. Let the pen be your sword. And then we will read it aloud. And when I tell you, I will act. There will be a performance then. And all the same requirements. You have to be 18 or over, have your parents' permission. But if you want to send a DM, you can do that over on our Instagram Or you can send an email, which is the same place to send voice memos for international listeners. And that is to meganpodcast at gmail.com. So both again, under three minutes or written under 300 words. And if you don't give us all the details, we can't guarantee, well, we actually can't guarantee anything. 
but we cannot give you the best possible advice because like we might have to infer something and it's not totally correct. But we started this podcast because we like helping people, but we also like gossip. So like give us the juicy things. Don't just be like, okay, here's where we ended up. But like, you know, there's all these things beforehand that were like crazy, but I can't get into it. Get into it. Like, please get into it. We want you to get into it. Get into it, roll around, get out of it. And like, we'll, we'll figure it out after that. I love getting into it. I, I, there is nothing I like more than getting into it. If someone's like, do you want to get into it? I'm like, let's get fucking into it. Mm-hmm. Let's get into it right now. Unless I don't want to get into it. Then I say, not for me. Depends on what we're getting into. We have a Facebook group. And I went through yesterday. Uh, 8 a.m., my girl. I saw that. I needed a warm up before like a break in between my writing. So that's why I declined a lot of people. And the reason was, is that y'all didn't read the instructions. So please go back through if you were rejected and read the instructions. And that's all I have for house cleaning. Amazing. We also have a Patreon, like stated. So if you want to watch the video versions of this podcast, you can. And recently with Spotify, right? You can now listen ad-free. Ad-free on the Patreon. So. If that tickles your fancy, if that flicks your bean. I like to be tickled, my fancy. I hate being tickled. I don't either, but I do like my bean being tickled. And then that's what I meant by fancy. Oh, <laughs> my bean is fancy. Uh-huh. What's your favorite kind of beans? I love a baked bean, like barbecue okay. baked beans. Not even what I was thinking in the criteria, but I wholeheartedly agree. <laughs> Continue. Yeah. I also love black eyed peas, which technically isn't a bean, but mm-hmm. it's shaped like it. Yeah. When you go shop at it for it in the grocery store, it's in the bean section. It's so. in the bean aisle. Well, I just have to say, I am the representative for I White think one beans. Of the, oh, delicious. But like one of the most underrated beans, refried beans. Yeah, they're good. I think they're criminally slandered. I don't know why they're criminally slandered, but they I just don't have a good time then couple hours later yeah but i think if i'm eating something and as i'm eating it it's representative about what my it's going to look coming out of me that to me i know what i'm getting into so i can mentally prepare other beans are sneaky like a lentil soup that is fucking sneaky as hell i don't love it but if i'm eating it i'm like oh i'm eating lentil soup and i'm not thinking about what this is going to be like tomorrow if i'm eating lentil soup it's because it's not me it's no someone else made it me (laughs) It wasn't even that. I am hungry and this is the last thing that is available. But I do. I do like beans. Me too. But they don't like me. That's the hard part. Yeah. I want some black eyed peas. I want split pea soup. Anyways, shall we dive into these people's lives? Let's do it. All right. First up. Hi, Eminem. I, 23, she, her, have a close friend, Amy, also 23, she, her who I have known and love since we were toddlers. I am not religious, as in Amy is Christian. Religion has never been an issue in our friendship as our values have somewhat aligned. I am the more liberal one of us. We are long distance friends as we are in different colleges. And in the past few months, I have felt a bit of a disconnect between us. Like Amy is really not sharing much about her life. This week, she told me that she has found a new church and has become a completely different person over the summer. And that's in quotes. So Amy said that she has explained how she lives in a more conservative manner now. 
I told her I was happy that she found a community, a community she feels right for her. Now Amy posted an Instagram story praising someone who operates in national politics and is widely known for being a bigot, homophobe, transphobe, pro-birth, you name it, and has been sued multiple times for the hate speech they spread in the name of Christianity. It got me thinking about just how much Amy's values have changed. I don't know how to ask her about this without coming off too strong as these are values I feel strongly about. It concerns me that I might not like her answer and I don't know if I can ignore that in my perception of her. But again, we have been friends for 20 years now and I love her so much. How do I approach the subject in a respectful way and navigate forward in our friendship if it turns out we are no longer lying morally? Or should I not say anything in the first place? Do you still want to be friends with her? Would be my first question. And it seems like that you do. And so if you do want to be friends with her, I think that you do need to have a conversation with her in college. That is a transitional period for a lot of people. Some people get better. Some people get worse. And uh, seems like Amy's getting worse. And you said, how do you approach the subject? And it turns out that you're no longer morally aligned. Seems like she's already shared that she's no longer morally aligned if she's praising someone. That's a bigot. And so I would just say, hey, Amy, I've, uh, you know, I feel like we're distant and um, not just physically distant, but um, emotionally distant. I've sensed this in our friendship. And um, I just want to see, you know, you said that you've found a better community for you that you feel like that you fit in with. And I know that, you know, you go to church and I was just wondering what are your thoughts since I saw that you posted this thing about this bigot? Is that something you align with? Which you already know the answer to because she was praising them. Mm-hmm. And then see what her answer is and then go from there. But unfortunately, people do grow apart, especially if you're distant, physically distant from each other. You're not doing, you're not engaging in the same activities like you would have when you were closer. And then because of that, you know, Things might change because people get influenced by different things. And those influences are not things that you don't think highly of. And, you know, some people are in your life for a particular moment in time. And I know that you've loved her since you were little babies and you still love her, but you can, if she doesn't align with what you believe in, you can love her from a distance and that can be it. Yeah. I mean, my question would be like, what do you want her to say? Because I think she's been pretty transparent. A, she's put distance between you already. Um, and I think it's because she knows that you're not aligning. And then she explicitly said, I am living a more conservative lifestyle now and I'm aligning myself with this and it's this new church and all that. So it doesn't seem like uh, politics or religion has been separate from your friendship like she's bringing it up she's talking about it and that's after she had created some distance between the two of you so I don't know what you're expecting her to say it kind of feels like the question you're like do I ask the question because if I hear the answer I don't want to hear which is the answer you're going to hear then if I don't hear that then maybe it's not true and like I understand that there's something along the lines of operating not to get like Trump where it's like you know we'll have less we should stop testing people for COVID then less people will have COVID But like, there are some times where it's like, yeah, you don't want to ask the question because you don't want to know the answer. But 
that doesn't change the fact that there is an answer. And that doesn't change the fact like that what is true. It's just a matter of like, are you ready to deal with that or not? But dealing with that means progressing forward. So I think if you're not ready to deal with it, like you just take the distance and you like don't try and like, you know, chase this friendship and do all of this because it's, it's not genuine. And it is not fair to fair to you either of you because you're you're trying to ignore something that you know is evidently true. And if you're not ready to hear her say that, and you're not ready to end the friendship, then don't end it. Take a hiatus, just like, keep that distance until you're ready for it. Because I don't know what you want her to say. Like, do you want her to say that, like, I think you're the exception to the rule? Like, what do you want from her? Because I don't know, depending on how strong you are in your morals and convictions, like, this kind of stuff is not a political difference. This is like a a moral and ethical difference. And do you want to be friends with someone like that? And not who she was before, but like, who she is now. So if you're trying to like freeze time so you can remember her of who she was, then I say just put that distance there. Like, you know, you whether that's like ghosting her or not, but it does seem that like she's already pulling back and then you continue to pull back, then pretend that like that, <laughs> like not to be dark, but like pretend she died. Pretend that like this friend that you had and wonderful, like it's amazing, like that friendship couldn't still be all of that but she is not that person anymore. So trying to make her that person, it's going to be like a fruitless endeavor for the both of you. And I also don't think that like, it doesn't sound like you want to get through to her or you want to change her. You just want her to not be like this, which is, I think, a fair (laughs) desire. But sadly, she is like this. And just because we ignore it doesn't mean that she's not. But if you're going to ignore it, commit to ignoring it. And then you need to not know current her. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's 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 hard, and I understand um, taking breaks or putting distance in friendships that you've had for a very long time. And I'm, I I think there's nothing wrong with putting those things off. But in order to put them off, you can't operate like everything is fine and how this relationship is still how it was because it's not. Like you can live in that suspended disbelief, but do that in remembering this person in the past, not making present them the person they're not. I don't like her. Obviously. Next up. Hi, Megan and Melissa. Context. My older brother was arrested when I was 12 slash 13. He was 24 at the time and was in prison for six years. It was really hard on the whole family. It has never been something I talk about, but my select few friends know, but not even in a lot of detail. Me and Lydia, 24 female, have been friends since we were 11 years old. We were super close throughout school and since leaving, we see each other every few months. Lydia's a bad drunk, as in non-functional blacked out, but she's never been a mean or rude drunk. After a lot of bad nights out, I decided not to drink with her anymore and only do coffee slash dinners. We had a few good days out and a good night, so I hope she'd outgrown it. This summer, she got a job working in Spain for three months and invited me out for a couple days. The first night, she got super drunk. We were having a conversation with this guy, and he made a comment somehow relating to being arrested, and I looked to her for an inside joke moment. She then started telling this guy that my brother went to prison and that he's a huge cunt. I immediately argued against her, and so she started backtracking. The next two days of the trip were awkward, and I was upset, and she acted like nothing happened, and I haven't really spoken to her since. She's tried to message me a couple times since, and I don't know what to say. I'm bad at voicing my feelings, and while it may not seem like a big deal, I'd never do the things she's done or said to her, so I feel like I shouldn't be okay with them being done to me. Oof. This is rough. I, I think that, like, 
she clearly has like a she's not a drunk that you like and that's okay someone doesn't have to be like angry mean violent or people can also just be like annoying drunks she's not a um a drunk that you like and i think i don't you decided not to drink with her and you would hope she had grown up i don't know if you had a conversation about that like hey i'd you're not my favorite drunk and it's just like not it's not great in that instance but yeah i i i guess my question would be to you what are you most upset about like are you upset that she told this stranger about your brother are you upset that she called him cunt are you you're saying that you would never have done these things to her but like what specifically was the thing that really really hurt you in this and i think all of them can hurt you but like what specific aspect of it is because if it's if it's that like she's you know what happened with your brother was a non-violent and it, i mean i'm not a fan of jail in general but like if there's something that like this is cut and dry not that like you know your brother went to jail for drunk driving and killed somebody and she lost a sibling in a drunk driving accident where like there's something that is a big trigger there i think in that case i think an inside joke is not really a appropriate to kind of like give a knowing look but i think if you gave a knowing look i would assume that there's not that kind of thing there yeah i i, I think this is a communication issue but i don't think it's kind of her to bring it up you also didn't give a lot of insight. You said you don't tell a lot of like friends, only a select few people know. But it sounds like she's not she's not a very good drunk. And then also you might not like what she had to say. And that was also hurtful. And that's not a matter of like, oh, poor company to say it in. But also like that's a hurtful thing to say. And I don't think drunk words are sober thoughts. But I think that if you do not like a person when they are drinking, the how they treat you... <laughs> when you're sober they can treat you really nicely but if they treat you poorly when they're drinking like you can be upset about that when you're both sober the next day like you're allowed to like have feelings about those kinds of things but i feel like we need more info see i'm like you you the caller you knew that she isn't herself when she's drinking and you've decided to separate that part of her life from yours but you you know you were in a situation where she invited you to a different country that she was living in so you did what she wanted to do but like i if if you truly like who she is when she's sober and you don't think if she was sober then she would have said that then i'm like you just kind of have to move past it but if this is somebody who you know when they're drunk that they do not behave in the way that you consider a friend and you've already cut that part of their life out of your life, then you should, if she's drunk and you are around her, you shouldn't expect the friend that you want. And I know what she said was hurtful and it was uncalled for. Well, I don't know what the offense was, but it was hurtful and it was hurtful to you. So that's all that really matters is hurtful. And yeah, in a normal situation, she wouldn't have said it, then yeah, you can be hurt. But if you want to continue to be friends with her, and again, you know that's not who she is when she's sober, then I think you just got to move on from this if she's apologetic about it. Yeah, especially like the like looking over to her for like an inside joke moment. Like 
you don't like her when she's drunk and you don't trust her when she's drunk. And like, I'm not going to say that, like, you know, you instigated it, but like, if she's not great, she can, she's taking something that's sober. She would have understood that cue. And there it felt like, might've felt like for her, like, oh, I'm going to say this. <laughs> I'm going to say this part out loud. But yeah, I, 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 I agree. And I also think that not that people can't be held responsable for the things that they say when they're like inebriated or under the influence. But if you are going to go out and go drinking with them, it also reflects on on you. And like, if you don't like who she is when she's drinking, even if you're sober, even if it's like, oh, I'm going to like, don't go there and be there because it will it will reflect as well on you. And it's just it's it, 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 it's not a situation that you have to be in. Yeah. And if you've set up these boundaries, like when you're on the same turf, you know, then you should have had those same boundaries when you went on the trip and been like, I would love to come visit you, but you know, I don't like to be around you when you're drinking. So let's just go places where we're not drinking. Yeah. And I've even said that to her because I think that's another part of it is that like you can be like, oh, I thought she we, we had a couple nights out. It was fine. So I thought she outgrew it. And it's like there's no communication there between the the two of you and I'm not thinking that she's going to like say like oh yeah I'm not a good person when I'm drunk but I I think it's if you care about your friend I, I think it's good to be like I I'm not particularly like a fan of you when you're drunk so like I'd rather not mm -hmm. do those activities yep. like just clue her in all right well we're gonna take a break when we get back we'll get into a call and a write-in <laughs> Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. 
Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about Book of the Month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available. And I I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited Uh, for someone who like, (laughs) you know, the ease of getting into a book. A lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is, it's kind of like a, a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress and as well there are reading challenges and rewards and book of the month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next which for me is like the biggest hurdle i love when other people make choices for me especially when they're good choices and i'm like cool i can trust you so each month the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from all of the books are so good you can't go wrong and i mean that wholeheartedly when we were picking like our selects for this i was like this I like all of them this is hard and I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like okay so these are like my top ones I'm assuming they will be yours so don't pick the same one as me so then we can swap afterwards and that's what we did so we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley and we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean the ministry of time is like people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books it's quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024 and then harper's bazaar also said part time travel romance part spy thriller and 100 percent multifaceted joyride <gasps> when i tell you that i was like sold we're also excited about the return of ellie black and this one is about a missing girl who returns but that isn't the end of the story it's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since Detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since, Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work. 
which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm-hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com and you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. We're back. And it's time to uh, get into the rest. Before we get into this one, I want to say that this does have mentions of vomit throwing up. So if that is something that you are not good with, skip. Love the podcast. I've been listening for a while now. First, I want to give a trigger warning of bodily fluids. Yes, it is necessary. I, 25, he, him, recently had my third date with a guy that we'll call Jake, 23, he, him, that I met on Tinder two to three months ago. We decided to watch Howl's Moving Castle since Jake had mentioned that he hadn't seen all the Studio Ghibli films on our second date. Anyway, we made plans to watch the movie, and when the day came, I decided to buy some alcohol. It is here that I fucked up. I bought a few new drinks I'd never tried, particularly a Swedish brand of gin. We met up, and the date was going well with lots of kissing and cuddling. I drank a glass of gin and then followed up with a glass of vodka like 45-ish minutes later. I don't remember what happened after this. I blacked out for the first time ever in my life. I normally don't drink this much, but even when I do, this has never happened to me. I suddenly went from watching a movie at midnight to waking up in my room at 7 a.m. with vomit everywhere. I opened my door to find Jake on the couch awake. He looked clean and was wearing the same clothes, so I don't think I barfed on him. I immediately changed out of my clothes and brushed my teeth. I went out and apologized to him, and we hugged and kissed goodbye. That was Saturday. It's now Thursday, and I haven't heard anything from him. He hasn't posted on social media, and he hasn't texted me, which is unlike him. Should I just give up? Can he ever come back from this? Thank you. Without a doubt, you can come back from this, but the ball is in your court. If you are the one barfing or the one who got wasted and did something like embarrassing or something you're not proud of, I do think that it is your responsibility to reach out and even if you apologized in person there, but you know, he might not want to have not want to come back from it, but I think you have to make the first effort to do so. Agree. Good thing you're safe and okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you're safe and okay. Yeah. I think you can 100, like Megan said, you can come back from this. I don't think that like this is, a big deal but he did stay like he stayed he was on the couch could have left he made sure that you were still alive so you must have not done something incredibly terrible or he's just a very good person either way i think that you gotta message him and be like hey what's up maybe you don't know what he's going through since you haven't talked to him you don't know what he's going through something like Sometimes I just, Megan disappears from the internet and doesn't message me. And I'm like, hey, just checking in to see that you're alive. And she'll be like, yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm fine. You know, things happen. Some people that aren't, uh, that are perpetually on the internet, they take breaks for a minute. Yeah. So, (laughs) so, um, so yeah, just, just send them, just send them a message and be like, hey, what's up? Sorry about what happened the other night. Let's do something, maybe propose doing something where there's no drinking like you make a joke about it yeah and because i think you said it's it's the second day we've been talking for a couple months so this is still the time where it's like it could be like they oh my gosh i never do this and it's like 
mm-hmm. over the screen. Was, or plot twist, yeah. they do this all the time. So like yeah. you need to hang out with him if he's interested, hanging out with him again and not drinking to like don't prove like, look, I can handle my alcohol and I drink fine normally by like drinking, but just like right now, 50% of the time that you've gone out with him, you've been blacked out barfing on yourself. So like mm-hmm. we need to get that percentage down if he's open to that and wants and wants that. But that is again, it is it is on you because it's not that it's even like an ick. It's just kind of like a, oh, is this how this, this person, person is? Really is? Yeah. So they can only go based on your word, but you have to, in the words of Love Island, you have to put the graft in. Mm-hmm. Put the graft I don't know in. What that means, but okay. You know, put the work in. Put your back into it. You can do it. Put your back into it. A prophet once said. <laughs> All right. Hi, Melissa and Megan for calling in again because I got cut off even though I read everything in it. So I'll try to narrow it down a little bit more. Um, I'm a 24-year-old female and have been with my boyfriend, who is a 25-year-old male, for five years. Um, a couple of years ago, uh, my boyfriend um, moved to Sacramento due to work and just wanting to move out. He was going with his childhood best friend, who was also a 25 male. Um, we had a long-distance relationship um, where he would come back almost every weekend. Occasionally, I would drive up to see him when I could, uh, which is about a two-hour drive. Um, this is about three years into a relationship. He's never done anything. I started anything for me not to trust him in any way. And I've always been like a walking green flag, like golden retriever energy. However, six months into his move, him and his best friend got blacked out drunk during a hangout session. They only remember chugs and pieces the next day. The only actual thing was that they had sex after his friend. Um, we'll call him Alex, ask him what type of porn he watches. Uh, from my boyfriend's perspective, his friend coerced him into doing things, um, like going down and doing bad things. Harper, um, his friend also doesn't remember cross-tracking and making him do such things. During this time, my boyfriend didn't really think about me because he was too incoherent and backed up to even think. He both felt terrible after putting bits and pieces together and had multiple talks about it, which my boyfriend showed me all the screenshots and messages. Um, my boyfriend told me about this instance about a couple of days after. Um, it occurred since um, he was piecing everything together and um, I wanted to process it. Um, and during this time, I never would have guessed that Alex or my boyfriend would do anything like this because Alex is someone who he's trusted in for so long. They've been friends since grade school. Um, however, they're no longer friends, and my boyfriend feels terrible about it. Even now, my boyfriend's never done anything um, where there have been any like beige or red flags. Um, this past weekend, he went on an olive boys trip to a music festival in a different state and uh, has been keeping me up to date every day with these feelings of upset and feeling cheated on. Um, but also trying to support someone who felt violated comes up. and. These feelings usually come up um, occasionally from time to time. We've had many talks about this, and he was not understanding and has promised to and continue to uphold the promise that he'll never be disinhibited and he, um, he is under any influence, that he would only go far enough where he is still completely aware of everything. This is something I can most definitely verify. I'm not exactly sure what to do about these feelings when they come up because, one, I want to be supportive of him, but two, there's always this thing in the back of my head where if something like this would happen again. Yeah, I'm monogamous and he is bisexual and I'm also bisexual, but I'm still trying to be more comfortable with my sexuality. Um, I'm kind of soft, but please let me know if I did anything wrong or what I should do next. Thank you so much and I love your fun. Okay. Here's the thing. If 
he was coerced and he feels violated, then he did not cheat on you. And this is not a trust issue. He was sexually assaulted. And if he is a victim in the situation, then your feelings about like trusting him. I know that we're always like feelings are valid, but in this situation, it's not valid because it's not cheating. He was assaulted. So y'all are monogamous. You said that you're monogamous. And if you actually do trust him and you know that in a situation where he, you know, had less alcohol and he didn't black out and he was piecing things together, like this isn't something where you're like, I don't really trust him or I feel insecure about him being away on this trip. Then like your feelings are misplaced in this situation. And I think it may be because neither of you realize that this was assault. And if you feel like that the friend pressured him into doing this, and you said that you feel like that he, you know, you trusted the friend and you didn't think that he would do something like this, then, and he like started the things out about how he um, asked the question, like, what kind of porn you like? And you think that was a tipping point? I just, I need you, I, I want y'all to go back and reevaluate the whole situation because if you do, I think that will change your perspective. Yeah, I agree with everything. I think the bottom line question is like, do you believe him? Because if you believe him, then this is the the worry that you have is not that he is going to cheat on you. The worry that you have is that he's going to be in another situation where he's violated. And mm -hmm. his friend was also totally blackout and they both had to piece this together. Two people not being of the right mind to consent doesn't cancel out and mean that they both consented. That's not what mm -hmm. happens. So even if his friend does not remember and doesn't have, is like, no, I don't remember this. I, I remember these little bits and pieces. This was not uh, an okay situation. And so just because they were both drunk, both high, whatever it is, doesn't mean that two inebriated people equal one whole person who can consent. Like that's just not, not the circumstance. And I want to know why they're not friends anymore because mm -hmm. like Melissa said, like, I don't know what that you, like if he's using the term, like he feels violated to me, that feels like he's like tossing you the option, the ball of being like, ah, this doesn't feel right. And it, that it's not being met with that, that it's like, it, it's being seen as something else and that he's not getting validated in that feeling. And so that he's not even fully unpacking that as well. And so I think like the being like, it is also really victim blamey to say like, you know, we he's made a promise and you've got this boundary that he can't get that inebriated again. And it's like, that is nothing to, to, to do with that. Like, that's not, and it's, it's fucking semantics. And it's also like, mm -hmm. regardless if it would have like, you're saying that he wouldn't have done this if he was not intoxicated. That doesn't, okay. What about the other person? Would the other person have done that if, if they were this intoxicated? Like, it's just one of the, that you can't be, it's it's pinpointing these specific things that to be upset about versus like looking at the bigger picture of this. And I think it's just really misplaced. So I think like you being worried about him on this boys trip to me, and I don't want to, you know, 
I, I give a lot of our listeners like the benefit of the doubt. And like we re- try to read a lot between the lines. But like when you keep saying like Alex was a really close friend and like I was so shocked, like we all really trusted him. And you're worried that, you know, he's going to cheat on you, quote unquote, again, like on this trip. Like, are you worried about that? Or are you worried that he's with a group of people that you also really trust? And suddenly you're like, fuck, I can't trust anyone. None of us can trust mm-hmm. anyone. And now I'm really concerned because my partner is off here with other people who he's trusted and he has trusted for years after he doesn't have this. Like, what if there's more Alex's? What if there are other Alex's in, in, in here and we don't know about that? That's a totally valid, like, fear to have. This is also so, so separate from what he is going through. So your concerns about this and your feelings about this, like with love are not his problem and you do not need to make it his problem because you need to process this on your own to understand that like, oh shit, the language I've been using is victim blaming and I have not been validating this. And you keep saying he felt like he was violated. He was violated. Like he was violated point blank. And I don't know that if you believe him. And I think that Mm -hmm. he doesn't know if he believes himself because he doesn't think that you believe him. And there's boundaries being created and conversations and he's validating, like the way you're going about this now is he cheated on you. And that's how, that's the aftermath of this. And like nothing's fixed and nothing's recovering because that's not what happened. And so you're not feeling any better, nor is he, because you're painting a problem that didn't actually happen versus the one that did. This is not, I don't think what you want. And I think part of you knows you're like, if I did anything wrong, and I and I think there is a part of you that might know that, or there's just like something in you that is like, it's not feeling right. And what's not feeling right is, is how you've gone about this. And I think that because he's kind of fallen into that role that you've given him of like, this is my part- partner who cheated on me that you feel validated in that, that he's like, okay, yeah, I won't do that. Yeah, I won't do that. Yeah, I won't do that. That doesn't mean that he remembers more than he's telling you. That doesn't mean any of that. And if you believe that this is all an elaborate lie, then why are you with him? I don't think you think he's lying because I think if you think he was lying and he was, he quote unquote, like pretended to be assaulted to get out of cheating on you, you wouldn't be with him. Mm -hmm. That's a horrific thing to do. And I don't think he did that. And I don't think you think he did that. But that's, we're creating this alternate reality that is easier to process for the both of you. And you have every right to be hurt and to be hurting for him that he was betrayed by one of his closest friends and that you weren't able to support him in a way that you might have if you had a bird's eye view of the situation and you can be hurt by all of that, but this is about him and the focus on him. And it doesn't feel like this focus has been on him. And even like you said, like he's like, they're not friends anymore. And he's like really upset. This is awful. Like it's a would it's, it's not like people get abused by their partners and like those relationships end and those people are still like, this shit is complicated. And like when you get hurt by someone who like you really love and care about and that relationship ends, it's complicated. There are complicated feelings there. And like, I I just think there's a lot of denial coming from your end, which I I think that he's subscribing to that belief because I, I think I think he's been assigned a role, whether he feels like 
he doesn't feel like a, like he doesn't feel like a, a good victim, like a perfect victim. And so he's like, oh, no, I probably did something like that. Like he's a, and then you co-signed it or you felt like he was an instigator and then he co-signs it. But like whatever it is, like I just do not think that either of you are treating him with the care that he needs to be treated with based on this situation. I think that he's been assigned a role that he did not play and the role of like the cheater. So yeah. this sucks. It sucks. And then also at the end, you kind of threw it away that he was bisexual and you were also bisexual. And I don't know if you're saying that as like, this was him exploring his sexuality, but it's not. If he didn't consent to it, this is not him exploring. And I'm not sure if you think that gives you a pass, like to do something, but no, like. Y'all need to have a serious conversation about what this was. Yeah. And if he wasn't by, what would your reaction have been? Mm -hmm. Would you have been like, oh, no, he was a victim here. But like, I really feel for him. And I don't even think either of you know what you're doing. I don't think either. And I and I especially don't think that I don't I don't think that he recognizes that you are victim blaming him. I think that he now thinks that he was not a victim and that he cheated when he didn't mm -hmm. and he like lost his oldest friend over like this is awful and if you painted this picture and you told this story and this was like your best friend the, i think you like as the caller i think you'd feel incredibly strongly about how you have handled this moving forward i don't think you're consciously doing it which i don't want to say that that makes it less bad but i don't think you're a horrible evil person who doesn't believe that that believes that like people get what's coming to them or that like you know what were you wearing you do like I don't believe any of that because I think you called and said did I do anything wrong because I think deep down you know so I don't want you to feel like this is like a lost cause like a lost cause at all but you just ha it needs to be the everything needs to change from this moment forward mm -hmm. yeah I just don't think that either of you realize what happened yeah truly yeah and it's unfortunate and i just would urge you as to just not make any of it about you and if he like needs mm -hmm. a break and he needs some separate like that's fine but like if you need to talk about this with someone he is not the person to talk about this with it is a therapist and like with love it's also not your friends it's also not your family members like this is his trauma that is incredibly heavy and really hard and it affects you totally mm -hmm. not nearly as much as it affects him but you played a role in the handling of the mishandling of this afterwards. And to that, it is a professional help to help you help him. But this is not something for mutual people in your life to be like a sounding board for you. Mm -hmm. I, I have faith that this is you'll this will be a positive change for the both of you. It just might not be might feel uncomfortable to hear this at first. Yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna take another break. Hold up. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. We're back. And it is time for Don't Blame Them. And you might be wondering, what is Don't Blame Them? I'm here to tell you, Don't Blame Them is where a listener will call in or write in with their own advice pertaining to a call that we had aired on a previous episode. So they might have personal experience. They went through something firsthand. They have a friend who went through something. Maybe they're a professional in like the space that it's in, or they have a niche answer or experience with something mentioned, or they've got great listening ears and have some more insight that we might have missed. Don't blame them for the caller whose boyfriend had a higher sex drive. Listening to this call, it sounded like it isn't a sex issue, but more an intimacy issue. My boyfriend and I both have lower sex drives. We managed to fill our intimacy needs through things like massages and talking about things we are grateful 
slash proud of the other for doing. I think you should chat with your boyfriend about some non-sexual activities that might satisfy his needs. Also, I agree with what Eminem said. He might not even be bothered by it at all. And the previous message they had sent before was NASA warns that alien life may not be, to say fuckable. And it's just like a meme of someone going, oh, man. <laughs> Somebody just tweeted it to me too. Get the brand. Yeah. Uh-huh. Don't you love when people see aliens? I think you. I do. You want to see my shirt? First of all, who the fuck is doing her merch? Because everybody's merch sucks except for hers. I know. That's they're doing it. They're not. They're not freelance. Like there's no shot. They're working for a new. She has them in lock and key. Damn, yeah. that's good. Did you know that that they were selling that one? I didn't wait in line for that. She's also selling the merch online. I bought it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, Mats asked me about Taylor. He's like, "Do you want to get merch?" And I go, "Online." And also, yeah, love that girl. That merch that she sells is not my favorite. Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, oh well, we'll talk about it tomorrow. <gasps> on see you next tuesday where you can ah! hear all about everything that i did this past weekend in houston texas houston baby so fucking excited um we hope you all enjoyed this episode of don't blame me if you did you can leave us a review either on the podcast app or spotify you can leave reviews for individual episodes uh like once said we have our facebook group if you'd like to join make sure you read off the requirements and patreon it is a very affordable price there are multiple different tiers you could join ranging from watching the video versions of this podcast to our other podcasts to our live streams that we have twice a month, which are so fun. We literally just hang out with all of our people and mm-hmm. we love them. They're great. They're fun. They're sexy. Who do you think is not fun? We'll let them argue they amongst can, themselves. Yeah, they can <gasps> argue amongst themselves and they're, little, they're sweating uh, in their little chat. That their group chat that, oh, don't mostly don't play with fire because mostly always we joke we're never a part of it and they finally found a way to add melissa and then she had to unadd herself and i'll, and I'll keep on and i'll keep on doing it and, I'll, and i do it again <laughs> um so yeah please join we have such a fun time it is it's 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 a grand old time and if you would like to call or send a submission in for an upcoming episode like we said at the beginning leave us a voicemail send us a voice memo or send us a dm or an email oh also i should tell you that this is monday and if you're brand new here this is, you're just scratching the surface. We have an entire slate of content for you every week. Welcome to the M&M universe. So tomorrow we see you next Tuesday, which is cash, chatting, you know, catching up, lives, random, really personality driven. Then we have a break on Wednesday. So you can um, hump, it was Wednesday hump day, right? Yeah. Yeah, so you can hump, hump someone. Because we're not ready to be home because we get fisted in the same day, in the same week. Um, Then Thursday is uh, But Am I Wrong? Another great podcast where we talk about everybody who's wrong. And it's everybody except for us. And then we have Friday, which is Fisting Friday, where we read the results from the previous week's episode of But Am I Wrong? So you get to vote on who you think is wrong. And then we talk about it. It's a grand old time. It is. And I'm going to read off some of our patrons as well. Okay. Emma. Emily, I like the way you spell it. E M I L E E. Sierra, Jess, Gretchen. These people have been members since 2019. <gasps> Fuck yeah. I love a Gretchen. Gretchen is just like, I know everything about you just based on your name. And like by a parent being like, like your- or a guardian naming a child being like, this baby is Gretchen. No 
baby's name is Gretchen. An adult, a teenager, a child's name is Gretchen. So they know they're like, vibe checked you so hard. I love a Gretchen. Yeah, because, I mean, their father created Toaster Strudel, so. How, how could you not? Mm-hmm. Gretchens are destined to be Nepo babies. You're, like, not allowed to be <laughs> named Gre- Like, Gretchen, what, what are you inheriting? Right. What conglomerate? Let me know. Anyways. All right. We will see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Don't Blame Me is a production by me, Megan Rinks. And me, Melissa D. Montz, plus Diamond Imprint Productions. Post-production sound and editing by Coco Lorenz. Production assistance by Melanie D. Watson. And music by Giacomo Picasso and Ryan Hunter.